that lonesome whippoorwill He sounds too blue to fly The midnight train is whining low I'm so lonesome I could Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Loners League podcast. This is your host, Wolfman27, and I'm so upset the Packers and Bucks game was canceled last week. It's a shame. I was really looking forward to that match since there was no way a washed-up team like the Bucks would ever beat a top-tier team like the Packers. Anyways, week six is officially in the books, which means we have a new weekly challenge winner. This week's challenge was Dirty 30. The team with the player closest to 30 points on the week, over or under, wins this award. And the award goes to JDGG, who had Julio Jones net him a whopping 29.7 on the week, helping his Seahawkless team to an upset win over Fisher Sports. Congrats, JDGG. You earned the win and the award. Savor every second of this special shout-out. In other news, JDGG's Seahawks fan counterpart, Adam Jeffrey, was our worst manager of the week, highlighted by his decision of benching Kenyon Drake, who finally realized he was playing football when he blew up for 28.4 points. And then on the other hand, the hyped-up Madison only managed a measly 3.5 for Adam Jeffrey in the starting lineup. You know what that means. Brand new power rankings. A special thanks to Adam Jeffrey for putting these together during an incredibly busy week for him. In fact, these rankings were created on a date night with his wife. So everyone give a round of applause to Mrs. Adam Jeffrey as well. Adam Jeffrey had told his wife he had to make power rankings for the week, to which she responded, let me rank them. Per Adam Jeffrey, she wanted to see the teams without knowing which one he owned, and as he was trying to figure out how to show the rosters to her without giving that away, she exclaimed, Oh God, I don't care who's on anyone's team, just tell me the team names. So, without further ado, here are the week 7 power rankings of everyone's team name, courtesy of Adam Jeffrey's wife, along with their reasoning on each ranking. Again, I'll preface this with the fact that I gave her everyone's team names and did not reveal which one was mine. The rankings are as follows. Number 12. Koi's 302. Team name, Ray's Fucking Win. You're at number 12 because I don't use curse words. Number 11, JDGG. Team name, Bad Bastards. Same reason, and yes, bastards is a curse word. Number 10, Wolfman27. Team name, Wolfman27, Wolfman Team. Absolutely zero creativity, but at least he didn't use curse words. Number 9, Jambrosa. Team name, The Jam Man because I don't know what that means. Number eight, no sleep tonight, team name, dead horse, because that's just weird. Number seven, phone net, team name, mysteriously witty guy. That guy sounds like a douche. Number six, Fisher Sports, team name, everybody hurts. I don't really have a reason why, it's just middle of the road, obviously. Number five, J.M. Pincus. Team name, The Assassins. Same as before, middle of the road name. Number four, Aaron T. Four. Team name, Kryptonite equals Kickers. Superman. 
Yes, her reasoning was just Superman. Number three, Adam Jeffrey. Team name, Sticky Bandits. Because Home Alone is awesome. Number two, Sibley the Best. Team name, Sibley the Best. Because when you read that name, I thought of the song and it's upbeat and cheery. Number one, the best team name of them all goes to Jmart05, team name Bad Juju. Reason being, I don't want to get any Bad Juju by not picking it first. Duh. There you have it, folks. Thanks again to the Mrs. Adam Jeffrey. Once the rankings finished, Adam Jeffrey did clarify the dead horse team name to her. The conversation went as follows. Uh, what's that saying about a dead horse? What, that you can't beat a dead horse? Okay, so you get it. Why, is that your team? Ugh. No, I'm the Sticky Bandits. Her suddenly excited. Oh, okay, good. So just as we thought, they're a match made in heaven. Next up on the agenda, I'm going to briefly go over the big waiver editions of the week. Starting with Jambrosa. After seeing Andy Dalton collapse on national television, Jambrosa paid up to secure his QB position by adding Derek Carr for $17 and Carson Wentz for $11. The only way this plan backfires is if they continue to play like Derek Carr and Carson Wentz. Jmart05 spent $15 on JD McKissick and $4 on Boston Scott in a desperate attempt to try and secure literally any form of RB depth for his team. No Sleep Tonight paid $8 to land newly anointed Dolphin starter Tua. Surely a rookie QB with no starting experience on a bye week is exactly what this team needed to save their unfortunate start to the season. Wolfman27 decided to light $6 on fire in order to acquire washed up AJ Green on his team, although he already not only rostered his replacement in Higgins, but also has enough dumpster fire wide receivers to go around. Koi302 spent $3 on the Philadelphia defense, unironically. Sibley the Best picked up assumed starter Keelan Cole for his team for just 2 bucks, And last but not least, Phonet reunited with his beloved Saints kicker, Will Lutz, for just $1. Also a special shout-out to J.M. Pincus for the sneaky pickup of the week, grabbing Sterling Shepard for $0. Shepard was just activated from IR, and although he won't likely amount to much outside of a flex play or bi-week fill-in, it was all J.M. Pekas could afford as he has already blown his entire fab for the 2020 season. Excellent work, everyone, even Adam Jeffrey, who completely forgot about waivers entirely this week. Moving on, we'll have our first returning guest of our season, Phonet. Disclaimer, we recorded our conversation on Saturday, October 17th, before any of the Week 6 games were played. So as per tradition, we likely say a lot of very incorrect things. In addition, no preparation went into our call either, so as you can imagine, we go off the rails quite frequently. Here's hoping it becomes a cult classic episode and is still as enjoyable for you guys as it was to make. And with me now is Phonet. How are you doing today, Phonet? Wolfman Dan, how are you going? Uh, pretty good. I actually almost forgot that we were going to meet tonight. Uh, we, me and my wife just got done, like, after we made dinner, we did a bunch of cleaning around the house, and it was like 7.30 p.m. at night, and I asked if we wanted to, like, watch this show, and she goes, that's kind of longer. Don't you have your podcast thing you're doing at 8? And I was like, oh, shoot. I almost completely forgot. So you can thank her for me being here today. She's keeping us on schedule. That's good. Right, right. And just like you said, your wife 
took the kids out just so you could have our special podcast recording today. Isn't that right? I think as you get older, you just life gets more complicated, doesn't it? You have to organize <laughs> things. Right? Yeah. There's just too much going on. And uh, I mean, I actually kind of appreciate that we're able to do this Saturday because speaking of things going on, my work has just been so hectic. So it's nice to kind of have next week's episode recorded on Saturday. And I wanted to say that so that whenever we say anything that sounds really dumb next, like when we listen next week, that's why. We always seem to do it in advance, don't we? Which is really setting ourselves up for looking. Um, yeah, that's kind of our thing. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the prognosticating twins or something. Right, right. I mean, so it's been a while since I've gotten to talk to you uh, since last season. Lots gone on, really? obviously. The world ended in between, didn't it? Yeah, you guys, uh, I'm assuming Australia is okay now. You started off the year with those fires and um, you kind of like a phoenix reborn from the ashes now. God, that seems so long ago, doesn't it? Um, right. <laughs> yeah, it's all very variable kind of state to state um, how things are going. But broadly speaking, we're we're, we're doing okay, I think, but you know, um, it's all relative. Are isn't it? Like, are you guys having any spikes at all? I think, I feel like the rest of the world is okay. Other than the U S when it comes to this whole virus thing right now. <laughs> yeah, we, um, this in Melbourne, there was a bit of a spike, um, which they're slowly coming out of now, but, um, but some of the other, we're, we've got a few natural advantages, you know, that we, you know, we're a remote country that, you know, um, is an island so we've got a few kind of geographical things that we can use to kind of stop the spread of things and all the different states um, sort of locked down so you, you couldn't travel between states and things like that so um, that seems to have had quite a good effect on on spreading the virus so yeah we're doing okay um, but yeah what's it like with you guys because I mean obviously I read the news but I don't, I don't get a sense of yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of nuts. Um, <laughs> it's just all over the place. Like nothing seems to be very consistent, you know, just to, from state to state. Each one has mm. different precautions with having stuff open. I'm in Wisconsin and uh, they decided to open things up and mm -hmm. uh, we're starting to spike again because of it. Right. So I don't know. It's like, you know, it's going to spike, but it's, it's hard to find that middle ground and it's even more like difficult to do when every state is kind of doing it differently. So it's yeah. kind of wish that we were just all on the same schedule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But, but uh, enough about that. Let's talk about fun stuff like fantasy. So you're sitting at three and two right now in our league at this time last year, you were still undefeated. So this is a big change for you. <laughs> I know. Um, and I started off, uh, uh, and two. So, um, I'm, I'm on a bit of a roll at the minute, but I think that's going to come to an end this week. Oh, that's right. So you didn't have as slow of a start as your friend Sibley, who we had on earlier. Now, mm -hmm. um, we kind of touched on it when I was talking to him. It, he is the friend that got you into fantasy. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. And that was for the, the bet that you brought up with, um, I think it was the World Premier League or something, and you lost to him. This, the Soccer World Cup. Yeah. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's so. delicious to see him doing worse than me. That's <laughs> yeah, but he still managed to beat me last week. So I've got that going. And that was a hell of a matchup. That one. Yeah, 
uh, like, what was it, 170 points he scored or something? He had Chase Claypool, who who wasn't starting Chase Claypool, right? Yeah, and the Ravens D, which got him like 26 points or something yeah. as well. So he put up some big scores against you. Made me feel a little bit better that my team was so bad last week um, just because I didn't even break 100 points. It would have been so much worse if I had a good week and then lost to Chase Claypool in the Ravens defense. That's right. You, I think you... The most agonizing ones are the ones where you come close. So if you're going to have a bad week, you may as well have a bad week when you're getting absolutely hammered. <laughs> That's right. So uh, let's see here. I did want to ask you, I got a couple questions. Uh, the first one coming from me. Second mm-hmm. one was a question. I asked my wife if she had any questions she wanted to ask the guy from Australia that I talked to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. So we'll save that one for last. So the first one I right. had was, what name do you prefer? Phonet? Phonet, or the mysterious witty guy? <laughs> I don't know where this, just because simply randomly pronounced it Phonet. Suddenly I got this, this kind of French thing happening. Um, but again, <laughs> I, I, I don't really have a preference for how it's pronounced because it's not, it's not a real word. Um, and <laughs> I don't really say it out loud. So, um, but because I've got a few players from the Saints, maybe I should lean into that French Kind of, um, I suppose. So um, I see where Sibley was coming from, and where you came from too. Was it is spelled like Monet, but just with an F? So yeah, but I think that that's a bit pretentious of him. I must say. <laughs> a little um, bit, probably. A little, yeah. So, a lot. but um, but mysterious, witty guy sounds um, sounds better, more flattering. Um, right. Yeah, you're mysterious and witty. What more could you want? Two very good qualities. Uh, so, but I think when I say it in my head, it's, it's phonet, but, uh, you know. Well, then we'll stick with that. That was my original pronunciation anyways, but it is fun to kind of flip between the two. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I don't mind. I really don't mind. Now, the, to lead up to the question my wife had, I don't know, um, how much Netflix you watch, if you have Netflix. Like I do, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you heard of the show, uh, baking show called Zumbo's Just Desserts? Uh, I have heard of that show with Adriana Zumbo. Yeah, that's that's what the question was. She wanted to know, is he super famous? Because he's Australian. Is he like a big name in Australia too? Or he, I mean, he's known. He's not sort of Gordon Ramsay level famous, but he, he was on a show called MasterChef as a sort of guest task setter or something. And he would just do these really elaborate dessert creations. These amazing They're nuts. Things. Yeah. yeah, he's got that weird, like, look in his eye. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> like he, he knows how crazy it is, and he's kind of proud of it, but trying to be humble at the same time. Yeah, so I think he, he got a bit of a, a reputation as, as a sort of um, dessert genius. Um, so, yeah, I've never watched this show, but I'm, um, I'm aware of who he is and what he does. And, um, yeah, all power to him, but I, I couldn't even approach anything like that. Yeah, we've we have watched the show. Um, not a sponsor, but um, <laughs> we just went through like this whole reality TV hole for a while, uh, a while back, and grew to love Zumbo because he's a character. <laughs> so we kind of like make fun of him or like elaborate on who he actually is, like because he kind of looks like a turtle too. So it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you mean about reality shows because I think I, I've never really liked them, but in this sort of COVIDian time, a, a sort of 
things that are very low stakes and involve people who are quite skillful at doing things. I, I think it's just quite peaceful to watch. So, yeah, and it's also just kind of brainless too. You know, you don't have to pay super close attention where like if you miss one scene, what's going on, it's a reality TV show. Who cares? Exactly. And the structure is always the same. So it's reliable. And, you know, with everything else going on, sometimes you just want things that are sort of known and look accomplished and people who are working at the top of their field, that sort of thing. There's one that my wife was watching that was like a competitive like flower arranging show and they're just coming out with these just amazing looking creations and um yeah so i I, yeah i totally i'm on board with all that yeah we were just saying in the chat last night how we need to have our own reality show between us just for fantasy football i mean it was kind of already done with the league but uh that's more of a sitcom we have to document ourselves and our struggles that we go through in this free league together yeah, I think, I think you, they could find an audience, couldn't it? Yeah, we just travel to where everyone lives. Because no one lives in the same area other than, um, what, Fisher and Diego. They both live in Arizona. Everyone else is in a different yeah. state. Oh, no, I guess both uh, Coys and J.M. Pincus both live in Georgia now. Coys recently right. moved there. So. Yeah, I think I, I'm, it sounds like at some point a, a meetup might happen. Would be cool. I, think, I mean, can't really talk about it when there's uh, all this COVID restrictions going on. But well, that's right. I think hopes of an in-person draft are a little bit remote. But um, yeah, that'd be really hard to do, especially with uh, different countries involved. <laughs> exactly. But four um, different cr- countries. I mean, it'd be different if it was just everyone in the U.S. spread out. But yeah, yeah. But no, that's, um, that sounds good. That's all right. We'll just video you in. So then be like, yeah, that's there. fine. And I we'll can, make sure to plan it so it's in the middle of the night for you. Perfect. I mean, that's, you know, just as long as I've got a bit of notice. That's Well, because then I'm hoping it'll still be dark out. And so we'll barely see you and it'll just keep the mystery of you intact. Just illuminated by a candle. And yes. Like a shroud over me or something. And you'll put yourself on mute until you have something witty to say and then just chime in. <laughs> well, you'll be waiting a while. <laughs> It always seems like every time you make a comment in chat, it's like you save it until you know when it's like a, the right time to post and you say something. And I always feel like I laugh at it. So you got well, that going it, for you. I don't think it's me trying to get my timing right. I think it's it's mostly you guys seem to chat a lot while I'm asleep and then I wake up and <laughs> you know, uh, try and contribute. So um, no, I'm not just being coy. Coy, no pun intended on coy. No pun intended, yeah. Yeah, but how are you feeling about your team anyway? Oh, my team. Let's see. Um, well, I'm not happy about Le'Veon Bell, uh, for starters, Ooh, going to oh, the I'm Chiefs. He's on your team, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be on opposite sides of the spectrum there. Um, I mean, I don't think Clyde's going to become irrelevant, but I was already concerned with him not being able to score, and that's just going to be even worse now with Bell involved. I'm assuming you're ecstatic. Yeah, well, it's it's so hard to know, though, because I have no indication at all what Le'Veon Bell's like in football anymore, because you, you can't judge anything based on what was going on at the Jets. True, um, and then he was just off the year before that, and we've only seen him in Pittsburgh, and they've got a pretty good offensive line for running. Exactly. So it's um, 
I mean, he's always good at catching the ball, but um, so if that becomes his dominant role, I think he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it, it might just end up being this complete split backfield and each of them gets eight points every week and it's just um, no good for anyone. So I don't know, but it'll be very interesting to see. Um, it's like that uh, everywhere these days, it feels like. Anytime one of these other running backs gets cut, it's like, well, what what backfield are we going to ruin now? <laughs> yeah, just to wait and see. Great. Well, Fournette didn't end up doing much with um, the Bucks, so um, not so yet. We'll we'll have to see because I think he got hurt. Right, he had that one huge blow up week. And That's right. I'm hoping for Sibley's sake. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a good player. Well, it can be. He can be. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm just taking a look at Sibley's team because of Fournette. <laughs> and I don't think he's ever going to be the worst manager again looking at his bench. <laughs> he really doesn't have anyone on his bench either. I think he can pick up a few guys if he really wanted to. Yeah, he's had – I mean, he's uh, – Fulgham, I think, could be a good um, little piece there. But he's had a lot of bad luck with um, COVIDian things and um, – Injuries and so on. So Michael Thomas, especially. Yeah, it started right yeah. away with Fournette getting cut by the Jags. Yeah, that's his right. whole situation. Oh. Then Michael Thomas got hurt, and then all of a sudden he had just no one, which is why Chase Claypool breaking out was just perfect for him. It's just what he needed. That's yeah, right. And Henry was out for a long time because of the Titans with COVID. So yeah, yeah, really, all of his big names were just gone. Yeah, he's had a lot of bad luck. But we can turn around. Right. Who's he got this week? He's got oh no sleep tonight. They're both one and four, and no sleep's had just as much bad luck. It's it's such a frustrating game, isn't it? Oh, especially this season. Yeah, it just looks at any minute the whole thing could collapse. Um, but fingers crossed. I hope they've learned something from the Titans thing. And the Patriots now, too, were the next one. And we had a bunch of false positives this week, which was weird. Between, like, the Falcons and the Colts, it seemed like yeah. we were going to have a bunch of games canceled. Positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole team tests positive. It's like something was probably wrong with that whole batch of tests. Yeah, someone sneezed on the swab. <laughs> it was the guy taking the test because they said it wasn't, like, a team member. <laughs> they right. said it was part of the personnel. So that would be funny if it was the guy actually taking the test just sneezed on all of them. Yeah, they're not very pleasant tests to take, I hear. So, um, yeah, I have not taken one myself yet. I've just been working from home, so I'm kind of just right. stuck here the whole time. But my wife has, um, she's a teacher, and right. they are doing this whole half virtual, half in person thing, right? And that's a mess, we don't need to get into that. But <laughs> because of that, she's had to take COVID tests like a couple of times just to make sure she's negative. And uh, yeah, they, they shove that cotton swab right up your nose. It doesn't seem to. Yeah, the brain, the brain tickle, I think. Right, right. Yeah. Like going for a lobotomy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think your team looks good. I, I, I would happily swap out teams. Well, let's see your team. Let's see. What if we just did a full team trade? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, to give you an idea, I'm starting Malcolm Brown this week. So, uh, Malcolm Brown and Chase Edmonds. Yeah, so you got Kamara and and Bell. Hopefully Bell can do well for you, and then you're good with your running backs. But, yeah, behind mm-hmm. them – I mean, Chase Edmonds been okay. Yeah, I think I think he's better than Kenyon Drake, isn't he? 
so far, definitely. Kenny Drake's done like nothing. But I kept trying to shift him to people. I kept um, offering. Uh, to, uh, oh, I have Adam to tell you, Drake. yeah, he offered Adam Jeffrey him for Matt Ryan. And I actually knew about that ahead of time because he was messaging me uh, about Nintendo Switch because um, we just had each other as friends on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. And so he goes, I- I'm going to find the message <laughs> because it also made me laugh. Hold on. Uh, let's see here. He goes, Phonet is over in my DM sweet-talking me into giving him Matt Ryan for Chase Edmonds <laughs> now that I grabbed Drake. And then he sent, he sent the screenshot of your conversation, and it was, it was perfect. You, like, trying to talk him up. Well, I know. I'm so glad that he didn't listen to me. Right? It actually worked out way in your favor. But here was the conversation. You asked me if he's interested in and admins, and he said, not really. And you go, come, come now. We're fathers. We understand the importance of responsibility and insurance. <laughs> we should insure our car, our home, and our RB1. <laughs> it was just I mean, such a perfect true. line. <laughs> oh, that sounds very manipulative, doesn't it? A little bit, but at the same time, it's got that mysteriously witty charm to it, so it doesn't come off malicious. <laughs> yeah, well, because I was really, Breeze was doing so badly, and I, I felt like I couldn't, I don't think I had Fitzpatrick at the time, and I, and Ryan was looking quite strong, so I thought, well, and I just had the sense that Edmonds would sit on my bench this whole time and be too strong to drop, but, you know, yeah, of value to someone, so I keep trying to overhead. Kenya Drake, I kept trying to flip him to, but my overtures were resisted. <laughs> it's worked out, especially since Matt Ryan hasn't looked too great the last couple of weeks, too. Well, it's just if Julio Jones isn't playing, he, it looks like he doesn't know what to do. I know. It's so bizarre. I mean, you've got to assume that Julio takes a lot of coverage away from the other receivers, so then maybe they're more open and it makes it easier mm. on Ryan, but that's my guess. I, don't, I have no idea. It's just yeah. it looks lost out there. He does. It's it's a shame because he, there are times when he looks so composed, and um, the, the the last few weeks, I don't know. I, I I just don't know how quarterbacks think or how they play. It's such a strange thing. Oh, you have to just like think of so many things at once. I'm sure I've never played a quarterback position. I've never played football really, other than like with some friends casually. Yeah. But I was never on a football team. But just having to think of like all these different things at once while you've got these huge monsters of men trying to come and tackle you. That's just a yeah. lot to do. Yeah. It would be, it'd be terrifying. So um, no wonder occasionally they get a bit rattled. Um, but, like our friend, yeah. Tom Brady, like our friend, Tom Brady, not knowing it was fourth down. Right. Right. Yeah. And I did love the timing of that. Uh, it was right after Coys and I ripped on him in our podcast. So it worked out kind of perfectly with him forgetting what was going on. Yeah. It's a shame really, because um, I really like Cam Newton, but I also like to hate the Patriots. So I think it, I don't, it just puts you in a strange position, like wanting that's, and not wanting. That's know? how I feel too, because I really want to root for Cam, especially since no one gave him a chance. Yeah. Even the Patriots are barely paying him anything. Yeah. And so where you have like the Bears going and trading for Nick Foles or stuff like that, I feel like he deserved a fair shot. So I want to see Cam succeed. But at the same time, I'm kind of sick of the Patriots. 
yeah it's it's difficult but that's where fantasy comes into its own right you, you can like individual players true true yeah that's that's easy to do and you're a Steelers fan right yeah yeah so you guys are still undefeated too is that right going great yeah um yeah. so if if Roethlisberger can stay healthy I think that the defense will keep everything going fine. Um, and He's just got an endless amount of good wide receivers. As a Packers fan, I'm jealous. Yeah, I mean, they just know how to, to either draft them or um, improve them. So, um, yeah, and Johnson's back seems to be a bit of a problem, but um, Juju and Claypool and even um, – um, Washington. James Washington and, and that guy Ray Ray McLeod looks pretty good coming out of the back so um, yeah they're looking pretty strong but um, they have seen off for some reason to suddenly become really competitive so um, oh yeah the Browns are doing pretty decent and I mean the Bengals are probably still the worst but I'm sure they'll get better in the coming years Burrow looks pretty good at least yeah they're certainly not the sort of slam dunk um, check it off before you start game anymore. I don't think so. And and the Ravens are obviously pretty unstoppable. Um, so yeah, it's a it'll all really depend how it goes. But um, certainly fun fun watching. I think. Curious what you think of how the Steelers are going to look like in the future. Like how many years do you think Ben has left? And is it scary to think about who you'd have at quarterback after him after seeing last yeah, season? Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> They they keep talking about you know um, bringing in Donald or Dwayne Haskins or something as as because Mason Rudolph and all those guys just you know don't seem to be the future. So, but I don't think Roethlisberger has got very long because um, he'll end up being the last of that class, I think. Um, and he's he's been threatening to retire for you know. Yeah, so what was it like ago. two years ago after like a bad la- loss or something? He was like, I, yeah. I don't know if I've got it in me anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but his arm seems to have come back okay. He can still throw it pretty deep. Um, so we'll see. But I, I don't know. It's also dependent on finding someone who can inherit the role. So, um, but yeah. I, I would love to see Darnold get a shot there uh, just because Steelers seem to have a pretty good O line in general. He'd have mm. weapons there. He wouldn't have Gase as a coach. <laughs> I mean, the poor guy. I, the Jets have just been such a disaster for him. I can't blame it all on him. And he started out so young. I know yeah. I just said this like last week too, but <laughs> I just would like to see him get a shot. And if he can't do it, he can't do it. But I just feel like he hasn't had a fair shot yet. Yeah. And he had to take over so early into his career. He had no at all chance to sit and get used to the NFL. So, um, yeah, I think something like that would be good. And he's got a good, you know, connection with Juju and things like that. So I think that would be a good, a good trade. And if, if the Jets are tanking for Lawrence, then, you know, seems like a natural thing to do. Right, exactly. And I'd actually be curious if Juju's still leaving on the Steelers next year. They already kind of hinted that they might not re-sign him. And I'd well, love to see him true. go to the Packers. <laughs> Well, that's true, and he's 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 slipping down the um, depth chart a little bit. Really, he just seems to be. That's what um, it seems like. Like Deontay Johnson goes down, and Claypool has a huge day. It's not yeah. Juju. 
yeah, I just think it, I think it's I think well because he's getting covered a lot, and and I just think Roethlisberger doesn't tend to throw to the slot that much, which is where Juju where seems they've to been me. putting him. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know, but it's, you know, you still got to root for him because he's such a nice guy. So he's, I hope such they a, do he's an awesome him. guy. Yeah, like yeah. he's so much fun to just like everything he does. He seems to be just a great person. So. A really generous of spirit, you know, like he was so um, full of praise for Claypool last week, and you know, um, uh, you know, a good a good guy to have around the team. I think so. I hope they do re-sign him, but I I do wonder if um, he might. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks. Like you guys are looking good right now, and then I'm just thinking next year could be almost completely different, depending on yeah, Ben well, Juju or even James Connor with. He's been doing pretty okay since week one when he got hurt, right? Doing okay. He's just, there's something about his running style that just doesn't look good. Like he seems to, uh, he doesn't seem to find gaps very well. But but nevertheless, seems to. I think he's got an average five yards a carry or something like that. Which I, I when I watch the games, I can't see it. So um, I don't know. Um, We'll have to see, and and people like Dupree, I think, will have to go and all sorts. So it's, uh, next year, it could be it could be all changed. But the the Super Bowl window is wide open right now. So um, yeah, yeah, really. I'm trying to think. Well, I guess the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to be the big one. Uh, you guys will have your own shot at the Ravens within the division, but yeah, although the Chiefs don't look unstoppable this year. It's true. The Raiders did just beat them. And I know yeah. they're division rival, but yeah, I'd be scared. I guess as a Packers fan, looking at the NFC, I'm not that scared of any of the teams at this point, but I feel yeah. like a lot of the AFC teams would destroy the Packers. I don't know. It's because um, one of the Packers on at the minute. Four and zero, is that right? Yeah, four and zero. Yeah, the Seahawks and Packers are the last, and the Seahawks I would be scared of, but um, they're the last undefeated teams in the NFC, and there's still a good handful of them in the AFC. Yeah, but do you think is it just is the pissed off Rogers narrative? Is that what it is? That that is part of the narrative, yeah. But he's been looking really good, and I don't know if obviously the last two years. So last year was his first year in that offense. And then the year before that was when everything went to hell with McCarthy. So right. I, that probably has something to do with it. But then there was also the story over the off season where he said he was watching film from the 2011 season when the offense was crazy on fire. And he saw something in the film that he used to do that he hadn't been doing anymore. And uh-huh. since he said that he looked amazing in camp and he's looked good so far this season. So I don't know what he saw, but I'm hoping that yeah. It keeps it what up. is that thing? Yeah, I don't know. People have speculated like maybe throwing off of his back foot less because he seemed to do that a lot, and he do it well sometimes too. But right, my main complaint the last two seasons was he'd hold on to the ball for so long, waiting for someone to get open, and no one would get Ooh. open, and then he just end up throwing it away. And it's right. just sick of it. Like every single play, when you could see a wide open, like Aaron Jones or some other check down play, he'd always be waiting for this huge deep shot. Like just right. throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably all stems from that Hail Mary against the Lions, right? He's just trying to recreate that in his mind. Uh, yeah. You have to pick which Hail Mary you're talking about because he's got multiple. The one against the Cardinals as well, wasn't there? Was it the Cardinals? Yep. And the Giants. He's and got the three Giants. of them. Indeed. 
Right. Yeah, the one against the Giants was the uh, the one I saw in person. It was the wild card playoff game. I won one of my fantasy championships that year, and uh, right. I just used the winnings to buy tickets to go to Lambeau Field and watch that playoff game. So I got to see that live. Oh, cool! Wow. That oh, that's an fun. experience. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I was appropriately dressed everywhere except my feet. I realized because I felt fine everywhere else, but I could not feel my feet at all. Man, cold feet just ruin everything, don't they? Yeah, right? Weddings, yeah. football. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I remember a long time ago, um, actually, Sibley and I went to the Glastonbury Festival, you know, in, in the UK, music festival. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, and um, it's notorious for being, if it rains, it gets really muddy because it's held on a farm. And um, this was many years ago, and I was young and poor and spent all my <laughs> money on these tickets. And he said to me, you need to make sure that you bring like rubber boots because if it rains, you'll, you'll just have a miserable time. And I, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And this beautiful sunny day the first time. And then overnight, it just pissed down with rain. And the, the whole field just turned to this muddy mess. And I've got my, like, my regular sneakers on, trudging through this mud, um, just having absolutely miserable time, like thinking, oh, I want to go home and, you know. <laughs> And then, um, but of course, Sibley had his Wellington boots on, as happy as Larry. And um, <laughs> so I'm whinging the whole time. And then the organizers brought in all these huge shipments of, of rubber boots. And he agreed, we were staying up in the campsite on the top of a hill and he agreed to go down and, and get some for me. And um, he was away for ages. Um, and he bought me some and he walked back. And as he was walking back, um, Somebody offered him a hundred pounds for the boots that he just bought. And I think they must've cost him like 15 pounds or something. And he said, uh, no, these are for my friend. And he walked back and gave, gave me the boots. So that's why I like him so much. But um, <laughs> as my, somebody pointed out to me once, he said, um, yeah, but he's the one telling you that story. He could have sold the boots and gone down and bought another pair and made a tidy profit. So who knows what happened. But That's true. And I wouldn't blame him for doing that either. Because I then think, he's well, still helping out his friend and he's making a profit doing it. Do you know how you, in, in life you encounter these moments where you have to make a moral decision and you think, what would I do in that circumstance? <laughs> and I'm not sure I wouldn't have sold them and gone to try another pair. I've got a... A similar story. It was me and my brother had gone to this music festival in Canada and it was also like it was rainy earlier in the day and when we were staying for one of the night concerts we kind of got split up and when I met up with them after the one band stopped playing he his glasses were broken and he was missing a shoe because I guess his foot got stuck in the mud and this just like sucked the shoe right off right and then he found another shoe and it wasn't his <laughs> he thought he found his shoe and was all excited it was some other shoe so then i had to like we had to sit back you know further away from the stage where it wasn't as crazy to watch right. like the last show of the night while he just sat there with like his one foot freezing cold because he didn't have a shoe anymore so i would have kept the odd shoe yeah well he said it was for the wrong foot oh okay <laughs> which he still could have tried and used and just been uncomfortable but any yeah. port in the storm, yeah. Right. Oh. <sighs> Sorry, I had a yawn there. Already tired? It's only 8.40. It's only, what time is it? 9.40 in the morning. 9.40 in the morning, exactly. Why are you tired? 
I don't know. Where, so where's your wife take the kids when you have the podcast record, recording date with the mysterious man from the States? <laughs> I think they've gone to see a friend, I think, or to go to a park or something. So oh. um, it would it just, he's, he's so interested in what I do that he, he'd be coming and contributing in a way that probably uh, wouldn't make for good uh, podcasting. Oh, we should get him as a guest on the next episode. Well, I'm hoping when he's older, he'll... Um, take up fancy football and um, oh you you'll know, recruit him i'm sure I'm, I'm hoping so it might um, be hard though i'm sure it'd be harder to do given your time zone like so there are these games you play but you don't get to watch them because they're during your bedtime <laughs> yeah exactly i think it'll be difficult to recruit him but you never know he's um he's open to things so but i think it, it wouldn't be for quite a few years yet i'm sure yeah We've got a few, we got a few pictures like Adam Jeffries got his kids. He shared some pictures of where I just remember the one where he had them is like, I think it was Woody from Toy Story. Oh yeah. I wonder if he's going to do the same. He should do it and like have all the kids together in like a kid fantasy league. The fantasy loners junior. Yeah. Like a kiddie table. Well, a, um, yeah. Sort of proving (laughs) ground. Yeah. I don't know if we have enough children between the 12 of us to make a full league, but. Well, a lot of you are still quite young, so um, sure, sure sure. in time, depending how long the league goes for. Right, right. It's like, even though I'm married, that's not in the plans anytime soon, so. Yeah, well, you know, there's plenty of time. That's right. That's why I keep telling my parents, because they're the ones that keep asking, right? Really? Yeah. When did that start? Uh, they stopped asking. I mean, it's mostly my mom, but it's mostly kidding at this point. She knows, like, we're just being wise financially. I'm like, <laughs> let me try right. and pay off some of these ridiculous student loans I have, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, you start getting a bit of pressure after a while. Yeah. Our, I'm not sure, because uh, so as far as, like, schooling goes out in Australia, like, do you have as crazy of student loans when it comes to like higher education out there, if you choose to go that route or anything? I'm just curious if it's an issue over there too. It's a bit different. Um, yeah, the, the, we don't get charged as much. And I don't know, how, I don't know how your student loans work, but our ones, um, you, um, the government pays a certain percentage of your um, student fees and then you have a contribution that gets deferred until you start earning a certain income threshold is that the same with you uh i don't know if there's anything regarding the income threshold that would be nice though but (laughs) it was more of like uh you have this certain amount of time after you finish schooling and then you have to start paying making whatever the minimum payment is you can refinance to like try and make it a little bit lower at a different interest rate or something but Uh, i guess the the biggest problem is the interest rates right like they're still pretty high on like an already large amount of money. So it's like at this point is getting way off track from fantasy football. But (laughs) so it's like between my student loans, my wife's student loans and our rent, it's like we're paying three rents a month pretty much is what it like equates to, which is just crazy to me. Yeah, that's, it's it's a very different system, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, ours is, um, they don't charge, they index it to inflation, I think, so. Well, to bring it back to fantasy for a second here, just looking at our week six matchups, which will be done by the time this airs, 
curious, do we have any bold predictions? I know that neither one of us is really prepared for this right now, but just taking a quick look. Well, let's have a look here. So who... Which I think you do have to at least be honored that Jambrosa changed his team name to the Jam Man. And I like that. And I saw you change yours too uh, in a slightly sarcastic way. Yes, it was definitely sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I do is sarcastic. (laughs) Well, I see one of the big matchups is JDGG against uh, Fisher Sports, the two four-on-one teams. That is a huge matchup. Let's see what JDGG, because he's projected way lower. He's got some bye-week problems, does he? Yeah. Oh, the Seahawks are on bye. Yeah, there you go. There's your problem. Yep, and Seahawks are his whole team. That's what we always talk about. And he's got Chubb and Johnson. Oh, he's in trouble, isn't he? (laughs) I'd say, yeah, this is a bad week for JDGG. I don't think it's very bold to say I think Fisher will take this one. Yeah, that's it. Well, you never know. But So he's got Hines and Harris running back and then Cole Beasley. Oh, dear. (laughs) Well, they're such a genuine oh, dear. (laughs) Well, I was on the receiving end of his Seahawks um, the other week. So, um, yeah. He had a few of them. Yeah. I had a very good game. So, um, yeah, I think Fisher Sports will win that one. Unfortunately. And Cam's back, isn't he? That's well, how about good. this? Let's bring it to Sibley. Do we think Sibley's going to take his second in a row? All right, let me see here. Now, keep in mind when looking at the projections here, uh, No Sleep still doesn't have his tight end set yet. However, well, that's the type of thing that he would do, isn't it? Right. And however, his tight end for the week is Gronk, so it's pretty much the same as not starting a tight end. <laughs> oh, that's because Waller's on by, isn't he? Yeah. Right. Uh, I think... Oh, Derek Henry's playing Houston. He could play well there. I think Sibley might... I think he might... Take this one. Yeah, just taking a look. Oh, I guess Sibley's hurt because Saints are on a bye week and he owns half the Saints offense, just not the Camara part. That's right. He's got or the, the Breeze receiver. part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this will be a close one, I think. I think if Henry can, because Henry hasn't had that big block game yet where he scores 50 points and, um, but um, yeah, Mahomes. Who was it? Who was it? He threw to the ground the other day. Um, Henry. Yeah, was it Joe Hayden? No, it wasn't Joe Hayden. Um, who who they just faced? The the Bills or was it Norman? That's it. Yeah, just absolutely, just you know. Yeah, the, man, the Titans really good. they really destroyed the <laughs> the Bills. I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was going to be a good matchup. Yeah, and that was um, there was some pent up aggression there. I think. Yeah, and then the the Titans try and pass it off as like overcoming adversity and like saying how the media hates it that they got infected with COVID. But I'm like, oh, you guys were you guys were practicing though illegally while you were all infected, and that's why you got in this mess. Are we trying it's to pass good. that off as adversity now? Like that's I know. <laughs> Even like the Titans Twitter's promoting it. They like retweeted the video of the guy like getting all hyped up about overcoming adversary adversity. Yeah. That's a lot of self pity there, isn't there? Right. Exactly. Like, I don't feel bad for you guys at all. I mean, good game. You deserve the win, but 
<laughs> Don't try and make well, me feel I, bad for you. There was quite an interesting article. I can't remember where it was, but quite credibly arguing that, that the Titans should just be shut down for the season. You know? Yeah, I would uh, I'd give them, I guess, a second chance since they're negative now. And that would just have so many huge repercussions, not just on fantasy, but just in the NFL to have one team just missing. Yeah. Well, they've really messed up by not scheduling two buys in the season. Right. I, I would think that they'd want to do that. Like That's an extra week of advertising for them. There would just be like less games on a week-to-week basis, but you're still going to have enough. So yeah, I don't know yeah. why they wouldn't want to do that. It's Yeah, the, the planning that they've done seems um, a little incomplete, doesn't it? Because it doesn't seem like they've modeled out what will happen if multiple teams at multiple times. Um, yeah, I can't even down. keep up with the rescheduling. I don't know how they make those decisions anymore. Like the whole yeah. uh, Patriots-Broncos, the fact that they pushed it from last week to this week, I feel like they changed like 13 teams' schedules because of that. Yeah, yeah. So you really can't plan for anything weeks ahead. Like I'm like, oh, this guy's going to have all of his players on a bye week, and I face them, and then I end up facing them, and none of them are on a bye. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a mess, I think. It's, um, mm. well, let's look at your matchup against Diego. You're currently projected to lose because of your bye week predicament. And yeah, you I've still got a need a spot. kicker. I need a kicker and I need to put my defense in because I've still got Patrick on IR and he, I can't move anyone around until I take him out. So right. I have to drop someone. And and I, don't know I just realized out. you and Sibley really do appreciate the Saints because I didn't even realize Will Lutz was your kicker. Yeah, I've got the real uh, Saints stack. Um, so, um, yeah, it's a problem this week. Because um, I I I will I'll have to drop him, which is a shame. But um, and then I don't know. It's either going to be Golden Tate or Patrick, I think, for the job, or Drew Brees, I suppose. <laughs> you could, I guess. Well, he's not doing great. I mean, he's doing fine, but he just um, yeah, all the yeah, big plays they just bring Taysom Hill in. So he had a couple games over twenty. I mean, he'll get Michael Thomas back. Maybe that'll help. Well, yeah, that's Taysom Hill is so thing. frustrating. Yeah. And every time they do it, it works. So they're not going to stop. I think one of their losses, I don't remember, might have been the one to the Packers. I just remember them using Taysom Hill and he fumbled the ball. That's <laughs> right. So that felt good as uh, last year I had Kamara in a league. And every time I'd watch the Saints, I'd have to watch Taysom Hill vulture a touchdown from him. Yeah. It would yeah. just drive me insane. So it felt yeah. really good to watch that happen on TV. Yeah, because you've got Kamara in Dynasty as well, don't you? I do have him in the Loners Dynasty League, which is great because he's really my only running back. I do have Montgomery, your other friend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's happy days with Kamara at the minute, isn't it? It is. Yeah, let's see if he can keep it up once Thomas comes back. But I'm assuming Thomas won't be amazing when he comes back because of the high ankle sprain. We saw like Mm. Saquon and Kamara both had that last year, right? And when they got back, they weren't quite themselves right away. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what, how it changes things because he's just every second play, Kamara seems to have the ball. So, yeah. But what's good for the offense is good for the offense. So, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And uh, Saints are just in general pretty good at offense. So, yeah. I'm taking a look now. I don't know 
the playoffs are going to be really interesting just because five weeks in, we're all pretty close together in record. Yeah, there's no one who's completely out of it. So that's good. Yeah, there's three, four, and one teams, three, three, and two teams, two, two, and three. No, three, three, and three. We have three of each record. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's quite neat. It's like as balanced as you can get. Yeah. Well, I guess you could make them all closer to 500 records, but whatever. We won't get into math here. No, not my strong suit. Yeah, no, it's looking um, – that's good. Especially for leagues like this, you can, if somebody gets too far out of the running. Um, and it, it makes it hard for me to come up with trades. I, I made so many trades last year, and I just can't even think of an offer right now. Yeah, I think it's hard because running back is so thin. Um, that's what everybody wants and nobody has. And um, there's a million wide receivers to go around. And, um, but then even but yeah, then, so many wide receivers are hurt that it doesn't feel right trading for the healthy ones because they don't feel worth it. If that yeah, happens. that's right. They're overpriced. So, yeah, I haven't been able to come up with, with trades either. Um, that's not um, unusual for you, though. I'm just picky, you know. <laughs> Can't blame me for that. Just well, Fisher tried to, everyone to come on. He tried to give me um, Mike Davis and um, Keelan Cole for Le'Veon. I know because no. <laughs> well, I got that I got that trade offer right before I saw the news, and I thought, oh, that looks good. And <laughs> and then, I, but because it was Fisher, I thought there's something else going on here. Um, so that's when I saw that he'd been cut. So um, I know once I see him throwing around like the same wide receiver three and a bunch of trades. I'm like, if I really want that guy, I'll wait till he gets cut by Fisher. Cut. <laughs> everyone's going to decline his offer anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, he keeps things interesting, doesn't he? Oh, definitely. And he loves it. He loves to play into it too. Cause he's got this whole character now. I think he's like he's, a dual personality he's a character, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like, yeah, I think he's fully embraced it. He loves being like the villain of the league. Well, he's, yeah, he's more the um, Magneto, isn't he? Like, he's a sort of... It's a good analogy. I love it. <laughs> sort of a villain, but, you know... Um, but also but, an ally. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know? Yeah. Like, we don't want him to succeed at what his goals are, but at the end of the day, we'd be on the same team. So we'd miss him if he was gone. Oh, of course. It wouldn't be the same. Never. That's right. And he also loves that we keep mentioning him so much in every podcast, too. It really plays up to his vanity, doesn't it? It does. It does. He, I think it just helps keep him so youthful. You know, he's young already, <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised to find out that he's actually older than all of us. And he just looks so young because we keep contributing to that, to his ego. Yeah, it's the version of the uh, portrait in the attic, isn't it? Yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> you know, uh, Oscar Wilde, you know. I'm sorry. I, don't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I was going to lie and pretend that I knew, but I haven't seen it. There's a, the picture of Dorian Gray is this novel where um, the main protagonist has this portrait of himself in the attic and the, the portrait ages and he doesn't. See. Oh, yeah. that's Fisher. That's perfect. Yeah, there you go. See, I'm just not on the same level of witty as you. Well, you know, um, <laughs> I'll need you to take me under your wing so you can teach me your ways. We can have a, a book club. 
oh, I like that. Let's do it. <laughs> What's our first book? That one? The Peter Dorian Gray, yeah. There you go. It's that, that book is, the, you know how um, you often find Oscar Wilde in like books of quotations, little witty paradoxes or something. And a lot of them just come from that novel because there's a, a character in it who is this sort of a vain um, sophisticate who just comes up with these clever lines all the time. So. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with Oscar Wilde at the very least. I just have never read that book or anything. Well, he only wrote one novel and that's it. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So he, um, he wrote some plays and he's quite well known for criticism and um, yeah, but he only ever wrote, wrote one novel. Well, the more you know, this is now an educational podcast. There you go. See? All right. Sorry, yawning again. It's time for bed, I think. It's only nine o'clock for me. 9 p.m. It's 10 well, be a.m. to squeeze in an episode of Zumbo's, what is it called? Magical Just desserts. desserts. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're already caught up on that. There is a new season coming out soon, though. And we'll have to make sure you watch that. I, um, I started watching that show, Song Exploder, on Netflix, which is based on that podcast. Song Exploder? Yeah. I don't think I heard about, that. It's really good. There's only four episodes, but it's it's just about um, individual songs and interviews with their artists about how they wrote them. And it's really interesting. Oh, I'll have to check it out then. I mean, it might as well. Yeah, well, if, if, if there's nothing else on the list. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, we've covered everything <laughs> we're up to speed um well we have to at least figure out something we can close on it doesn't even have to be relevant we can talk about whatever uh well let's um i'll be taking note of this timestamp so you can cut out a full five minutes of uh, silence <laughs> i have i end up listening to the whole thing through anyways when i edit so i'll oh, do you? i'll get to this point and i'll be like oh i know i can skip that yeah i just want to make sure like um i don't miss anything where if there's like a weird awkward gap or something right right right. Cut yeah. it out. even if it's like two seconds long i'll just sometimes snip it out I just get picked what do you edit it on uh, i use i have a macbook well and so does my wife and because um, I'm using hers now. So I just used the app it came with called GarageBand. And I just oh, yeah. put the audio file in there and I can just cut it up and just add other oh. audio files. And that's all I do. Nothing special. Is your, la- is your laptop fixed or is it? I really need to call. <laughs> I need to call to, I keep putting that off. My guess is that the battery's just dead. Uh, okay. But because it won't turn on or anything. And that's hard with a MacBook, isn't it? Because it's much more difficult to get in there. Yeah, well, you can unscrew the back because I've done it before with um, adding new RAM or I even got a new hard drive for it at one point. So I've been able to do that. It's just a matter of ordering the battery and then figuring it out. Usually YouTube's super helpful with telling you how to do it. Right. That's cool. Yeah, there's no worse feeling when you go to turn your laptop on and it's nothing, no one's home. Well, that's the funny thing. I had it on. Um, so like usually while I work, I got my monitors for my actual work monitor setup that I use and I have my laptop to the side and I usually just have like a podcast playing or something on YouTube or whatever, just in the background. And mm-hmm. I had paused it and just went for a quick bathroom break and came back and the screen was just black. <laughs> like what happened? Oh, no. It was fine like two seconds ago. 
and yeah, that's when I just messaged the chat. Computer died. I need to figure something out. Oh, I just so. get that real thinking feeling, don't you? Yeah, it's like, oh, come on. I spent like the next like 20 minutes trying to get it to turn on. Nothing happening. Like Googling stuff, seeing if they had any answers. And the only thing I can come up with is that it's a dead battery because literally everything's unresponsive. So, And I don't know. I, I sort of find that I feel like my life is hung on such fragile contingencies. Like, you know, you do not to feel normal and stable you just have things that are always in place and when one of those things gets thrown off i find it just has this ripple effect that you know it does it really does especially like when it comes to like my car or something <laughs> it's yeah. something as simple as that I'm like if there's something wrong with the car i just feel like i can't do anything and it's always a hassle because the car dealerships are always open the same work hours i have so because I, I, I think, I, do, you, do you know much about cars? No, I really don't. I'm not a car guy at all, are you? No, but I, I always have the sense that Americans know more about cars in general. Because do you remember that, what was that name of that show that used to be on public radio with those two guys? Um, like car talk or something like that. And people would call up and say, oh, my car is doing this. And they'd say, oh, you just need to go and put that thing there. And, and everyone seems to like want to fix things themselves and have a sort of broad operating understanding of how like machinery works in a way that I just don't. Um, and I, I did wonder if it's more part of a sort of American cultural education to, to know how a car works and to know there's a much more, and even more broadly, like you, you'll see American people like, for something that I would like to say, for example, go to the doctor about, you know, it's a, you know, some, malady people go oh they'll google it and try and fix it themselves you know so i just wonder if it's a sort of this is what we're closing on (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i was letting you finish um i'd I'd say there are a lot of people though at least around me that know what to do with cars and stuff but it's i don't know that it'd be common no it's almost i guess it's like gender gender stereotype the man is expected to know how to fix the car stuff but for me, I don't know anything about cars. I don't really care about cars. I just want something that gets me from point A to point B, and yeah. I just want it to work. <laughs> That's literally all I care about. It's not my thing, but there's a lot of people that are into it. And yeah, That's- I mean, more power to them. And usually, with when it comes to fixing things, if you have a general knowledge about stuff, which again, I know really nothing about cars, but if mm. you have a general knowledge of like basics. Like if you had to fix something in your car, that's not something super labor intensive. Mm-hmm. You probably find like a good YouTube video, just tell you how to do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's the best part about YouTube for me, at least just any of those instructional videos. And um, as far as doctors though, I, if I'm sick and don't know what's wrong, I'm never going to rely on Google because half the time you go on WebMD, it's always cancer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I never trust yeah. that. But so far, no, it's worked it's, for me when it comes to fixing things that aren't like super crazy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Riveting conversation that everyone <laughs> tuned in for. <laughs> okay. Let's, what are we finishing on here? Let's. Uh, uh, we're just going to keep saying, what are we finishing on? And we'll just talk about other stuff. And I'm going to leave all of it in. <laughs> you better not. People will unsubscribe. That's fine. I don't even know if I have any subscribers. I'm subscribed. Oh, well, there you go. I got one. You'll unsubscribe for your own episode. (laughs) 
yeah. I remember my very first one. Um, my son used to like listening to it. Oddly, just to weirdly hear my voice coming out of my phone. Oh, really? He's like, yeah. wow, dad's famous. <laughs> well, he's too young to know anything about that, but he just, oh. I think he just thought it was amusing. Yeah. Well, then he gets to the age where he thinks you're famous. You go, no, no, like 10 people listen to this. Yeah, exactly. But genuinely, though, I do think the podcast is one of the things that has, like, solidified the league, I think. Yeah, it was just really a fun idea. I didn't even know if I could do it, really, when I started. And it was like, like I said, I just had that spark of inspiration at work where I just created the league in general. And then Mm. I also had the idea of then doing just a fun podcast to go with it and see what happens. People liked it. And I don't know. I just, at this point, I feel like this is a better formula than I've had so far with today being the exception where I wasn't prepared at all and totally winging it. But (laughs) I've liked our format so far this year where we've got the power rankings to look forward to each week and then just kind of chat with someone for a little bit and, it's easier on you, I think, to have someone, an interlocutor, oh, isn't it? Way Otherwise, easier, yeah. I, yeah. I figure if it's going to be an episode where I can't get anyone on, I'll probably just have like a quick episode that week where I'll go through power rankings, anything significant, and just upload it rather than try and find something to fill the time. Yeah. <laughs> just have you listen yeah. to me just talk about nothing for an hour. I'm not going to make you suffer through that. But it's so important, though, because with, with, especially with free leagues, um, you need the sense that things matter, that, that things are noticed, and otherwise results of things just fly by and, you know, there's no jeopardy and there's no stakes. And, um, but at least if you've got like a review show like this, then it's the sense that something is completed and has relevant. Celebrated, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's why I kind of wish, which I can't do, I, I, this one podcast is enough work as a side project thing, but it'd be cool if we had something like that for the dynasty league. Cause it's hard to keep both chats going since there is so much overlap. It's like, why would I send the same thing in both chats? Yeah. Uh, or just, yeah. Use the same witty comments and see if they get different. reactions. <laughs> um, right. And you have like 10 people just seeing it twice going, okay, this guy's just trying to get attention. <laughs> yeah. Cause it hasn't quite taken off that one yet. Has it? Which is a shame because both of us are undefeated in that league. I know we're going so well. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to win this week, though, because uh, like you said, I have Kamara. He's on a bye, and I guess I have Philip Lindsay to fill in now, but... Uh, who are you up, who are you up against? I'm up against the Should Have Been Rich, who oh, is yeah. three and two. That's one of J.M. Pincus's friends for those that aren't in the Dynasty League. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, gonna, and nice one thing team. about that league is... I drafted very well my tight ends in that startup draft. I had Noah Fant, Dallas Goddard, and Blake Jarwin. And as you realize, all three of those guys are injured. Injured, so yeah. <laughs> I've had to start Logan Thomas the past couple of weeks who gets targets but can't catch any balls because no one's throwing to him. Yeah. It's, um, it's much trickier than Dynasty League because there's just nothing on the waiver wire. And and it's really hard for me to figure out trades in this one too. Um, Because Dynasty League is where you see trades more often, but just because this is fresh off the startup draft, I still don't feel like I have a ton of depth where it's hard for me to trade away depth, but what am I doing if I'm trading away a starter? And 
I'm like, I'm yeah. built to kind of make a run this season. So it's like, I don't want to blow all my draft capital though. So it's that's right. And yeah, I feel like I'm thin, like everywhere, like barely got a starting quarterback because it's super flex. It's, you know. I need a, no offense to Fitzpatrick, but the sooner Tua takes over, the better my team will be there because... I know, I'm really <laughs> clinging on there, and I'm just hoping that Tua takes over next year, and that's the year that Breeze retires, because I've got Jameis Winston as well. That'd be nice. I, I still think Jameis Winston's definitely a good hold. I do have Josh Rosen in that league, too. I don't know if he'll ever be anything, but uh, I can hope. Who's he on... Rosen? He's currently on the Bucks, so as soon as they realize Brady's washed and he doesn't stand a chance anymore, maybe we can see some Josh Rosen. Yeah, well, that would be that would be good. But yeah, I, th- I don't think I drafted particularly well in that league because um, five like and zero, it couldn't have been that bad. Well, yeah, I've been I've been pretty because I got Josh Allen, so that's you know he's been. Yeah, that was an excellent pick. Oh, what it was was Fournette, wasn't it? He's the one that did you in. Did you draft Fournette. him? And looking back at that draft and all these people who I took Fournette over, I mean, what was I thinking? <laughs> but Robbie <laughs> Anderson turned out really well for you. Yeah, that, that's been good. And um, Jefferson, I got Jefferson and Chenault in, in those leagues too. Which those are both good pieces too. Pretty good as, as, as rookies. So. And I've got Madison, so I hope Cook just stays injured forever. I don't know, but I don't think. Yeah, I just feel like forever. at any moment, and I'll be in trouble when big bye weeks come. I think because there's just nothing on my bench. Yeah, but at least you already have a good enough record where you could maybe withstand a couple losses, and then when it comes playoff time, if we can get that far this season, <laughs> you'll have your yeah. strength. And your team's really good. Looking at it now. The starters are fine. The problem is my bench is just, for some reason, I've just filled it with these handcuffs for players I don't own. So I've got, like, <laughs> Jalen Richard and Gus Edwards and Williams from the Chiefs and like all these people. But that gives you a higher ceiling, right? So, like, if someone gets hurt that, you know, isn't on your team but is the starter for someone else's team, all of a sudden you have an additional starting running back to choose from. That's true, and that's what's happened with Madison. But, um, yeah. It, it, it and just Madison's means probably the best week. to have. Yeah. And I keep a bit like with um, Chase Evans, I keep trying to get Sibley to trade with me for Madison because he's got Cook and he just doesn't value him the same way that I do. And Sibley's doing pretty well on that league too. He's four and one, like the is, inverse yeah. of our other league. He is, yeah. Uh, it's, it's so he's probably sitting there like, man, I wish that the league I'm doing well in was more active than the one that I'm I know. doing well in. Yeah, it, I think it'll pick up. I think you're right, though, because it's the first season of it. It's just um, – and because it's such a strange season. Everyone's yeah, being a it's bit... the first season. It's a strange season. And just think, the how many different people do we have in there? We've got, like, I think three teams in that league that aren't in the Keeper League. And one yeah. of those teams is a guy that never sets his lineup or responds. So, That's right. You got the benefit of that last week. I did. Yeah, that's true. Cause I didn't even have that great of a week. So in reality, it's like, we've got two people in there that aren't in the keeper league. So why would we use that chat? If that makes sense. Cause then it's like, yeah. we use that chat. It's just like leaving out Adam Jeffrey, no sleep tonight. And J Mart. I think everyone else. Yeah, is exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we should probably stop talking about it. Shouldn't we? 
Oh, probably. But hey, at least we got back to something fantasy football related and we just talked about something go. in general. So, and uh, like most of the league will know what we're talking about. And the other half, well, they probably already tuned out anyway. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I know it's a weird place to kind of leave off on, but we did kind of somehow make it towards an hour of talking. That sounds so good. before we go, though, I want to know if you had anything towards the league you would like to say. I know we kind of already exhausted most of our content, but just in case you had any parting words. Uh, not really. Um, everyone keep going. Uh, wear a mask. Uh, stay safe. And somebody, if everyone wants Chase Edmonds, make me an offer. <laughs> an offer that he can't refuse. Well, I, yeah, I think every week he's getting better and better. So, um, you know, if you want to trade me, you know, one of your good players for the potential. It's a, it's a bit like, um, I was thinking of Le'Veon Bell, a bit like, you know, the mystery box. Like, you can trade me your, you know, reasonable RB2 for this mystery box. Like, he could be the RB1 or he could just be terrible. But you'll never know. But don't you want to take the risk? Don't you want to find out? You could, yeah, you'd have to just make sure you get a running back in return because well, that's kinda, right. You got that's no one else other than Kamara. Start Kamara and Murray to get every week. Gordon, but that didn't work. And now he got a DUI, and now he's out. But I think he's out with an illness, so I don't know what's going on with Melvin Gordon. Yeah, illness. That sounds like an excuse to me. He's still hungover. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, but no, it's it's all going well, and another fun season, and. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I mean, it's been fun, even if I wasn't prepared. So my apologies for that. But that's just more motivation for you to make it far in the playoffs and come back on later in the season when we can have something more prepared. <laughs> well, well, let's hope so. Keeping my fingers crossed, but it's looking like it's going to be competitive. I'm not uh, – don't have the luxury of going, what was it, 11-0? and 0? Um, Something crazy, because I didn't end up facing you until way late in the season last year. And I was able right. to somehow you the one you. Who it must have been 11 and 0 because you were the last person I faced, weren't you? And that's when my record was. Or then you'd be 10 and 0, right? Because you're the 12th person. Oh, yeah. See, I told you maths wasn't my thing. Well, see, I was thinking the same thing when doing these episodes. I was like, if I get everyone on the league on that gets me 12 episodes in, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm one of the 12. So it only gets yeah. me 11 episodes in and then figure out the rest to fill the gap. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maths is one of those things that degrades the further away you get from school, I think. so. Um, well, I majored in finance, so I have to use it in some fashion right. each day. But, yeah, kind of wishing I didn't major in finance, though. But, yeah, too late to reverse that decision. Well, people will always need and have money, won't they? So. That is true. That is true. Unless something completely changes and we get, like, a meteor to destroy everything. Well, yeah, if, if civilization breaks down. <laughs> yeah, but still, um, we need someone to rebuild a financial system. Yeah, look at us getting off topic again. <laughs> We're like getting ready to close and then we just start talking about yeah. finance. Apocalyptic finances. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> what, what everyone tunes in for. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that <laughs> note, we're going to end the podcast here. And uh, it's been great talking to you. You too, all was fun. Hear that lonesome whippoorwill He sounds too blue 
to fly The midnight train is whining low I'm so lonesome, my